Hold on. You guys have to sign the consent forms here. <laughs> I got it. All right, got it. All right, it's a really important movie we need to talk about, so we need to get right down to business. As the teen tycoon of rock, I'd like to hear them, and I'm sure you would too. Leave them alone, Miss Elsa. You bad luck to him. My name's Crazy, honey. What's yours? Bernice! What's the boogeyman? Will you marry me? Did I leave you any money? Answer the second question first. Welcome to the Cult Movies Podcast. My name is Anthony King. This show is all about Mr. Danny Perry and his cult movies books. Uh, we are going to talk about a movie from one of his books, uh, the first book, as a matter of fact. And we're going to offer up some pairing recommendations, and I don't know what the fuck is going to happen with, with that part of this episode. Uh, but it's finally here for uh, however many you know 90 past episodes we've we've talked about this episode coming up who's going to be the lucky ducks that get a talk about this very special very fantastic uh very noteworthy movie uh that we all love and hold dearly and you know who got stuck with it i mean who gets to talk about it it's dan and bradley from Movies from hell. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, thank you. I'm I'm genuinely excited. Hey, hey, Anthony King. <laughs> hey, hey, Bradley. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, you know, I I thought because it, it was always like, uh, I mean, Dan. He was like, yeah, I'll talk about it. Like way back when, uh, and so yeah. many other people were like, yeah, sure, I'll talk about it. And I'm like, you guys just. You don't get it yet. You obviously haven't seen this movie. And, uh, and I thought, you know, uh, obviously no one was going to pick this until the last season. And we get, we got to the point where it was basically like just assigning movies to our friends where it's like, okay, I need you to talk about this. I need you to talk about this. And honest to God, uh, regardless of how we feel about this movie, I feel like this could be a very, uh, perfect movie for movies from hell, cult movies, <laughs> podcast crossover. Honest to God, because it, it's yes. just it's it's so fucking weird and like <laughs> you know it, we would think this is supposed to be just some you know fun little family comedy, but you know we're, we'll get into the backstories and some of the history of it, and it's uh uh it's going to be fun. Also, as these boys are wont to do. Uh, there may be some rabbit holes. Uh, there may be some forks in the road where uh, someone chooses to go the tangent side rather than the movie side. And 
I am in charge of trying to wrangle everybody. It is like it's like it's going to be like babysitting <laughs> a, a little chimpanzee. I feel like. Um. Okay. Enough of that, guys. Uh. First and foremost. Bradley, how are you feeling? When are we getting new episodes of Movies from Hell? Oh, I got it. I got one in the can. I got one in my can uh, that's ready to go. And then uh, we have another one that uh, we're recording our Michael Reeves. Fuck, Dan, we got so, we got so many shows lined up. So well, yeah. yeah now we have like a backlog. And then you told me you you were like, I'm gonna be out of it for a long time. So why don't you set up some solo shows? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then like literally two days later, you're like, I think I can podcast. Oh yeah. It's a, that, that was after the prescription <laughs> that I got, that I got. Yeah. Yeah. Post, post prescription. Yeah. But, uh, Hey, uh, Anthony, you were saying that you're going to want to make sure we stay in line to keep talking about the movie. Yep. Yep. Uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, do we have to talk about bedtime for Bonzo? <laughs> there it is. Bedtime for Bonzo. It's here. Bradley just introduced it. Um, we have to. This is, um, we have dedicated four hours. All Bonzo, all the time. Four hours of Bonzo and Ronald Reagan. A lot of fucking Bonzo. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I might be able to go three hours of Bonzo, but filling another hour of Reagan and and diana lynn i don't know if we can do that <laughs> i don't know uh okay let's let's start here so we're talking about bedtime this is the right team though this is the right team to get through this fucking shit <laughs> i agree that's what i'm saying i think it's a perfect movie for this crossover event um first and foremost uh dan had had you ever seen bedtime for bonzo okay uh prior to starting recording Bradley was telling us this very interesting story about a, a man's elephantitis and how he thought he had actually seen it in person. Yes. And I would have sworn <laughs> I had actually seen this movie because this is a movie my dad referenced all the time. And we used to watch old movies with him all the time. And, you know, every time he, he, it was, his, it was one of his signature phrases all right, bedtime for Bonzos. And we'd be like, ah, oh, dad, you know, and there we go. We'd go up the stairs. Um, so, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, of course I've seen bedtime for Bonzo. It's got Reagan. It's got the monkey. They do hijinks. Sure. No, I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a shot in the dark here, Bradley, I, I, I can assume you had never seen bedtime for Bonzo before this. No, but it was interesting that I saw it because the last time I did heard the phrase bedtime for bonzo i was at a public park uh uh looking at, at you know sometimes you go to public parks just to to have sex with strangers you know you pay them <laughs> yep. you pay them uh-huh. Uh-huh. and i yeah and i went up to this random rollerblader and i said what's what's so special tonight and he said uh bedtime for bonzo 675 so that was the last time that I heard the term bedtime for Bonzo and it was way better than this movie. The actual, <laughs> the actual sex act that was called bedtime for Bonzo. In New York, yeah. it's, it's either hips or lips in California. <laughs> it's, it's always just bedtime uh, for Bonzo. 
Oh, it's it's so elaborate. There's so many different things that you can get at the park these days. <laughs> yeah, but uh, be, beyond that, I I have known about the film kind of rhetorically, and, and people make jokes about it, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like a, kind of in the lexicon. You know, now it's gone and it's been replaced right. by stupid shit. But, you know, the uh, people would reference the bedtime for Bond, like my grandpa would reference it sometimes. You know, he's a big, he was a big uh, uh, warm hearted film fan. Sure. Uh, he would, he would sit there in front of the big TV and watch uh, Lassie and cry in front of everybody. Okay, okay. You know, he's like one of those guys. So he, he, he uh, mentioned bedtime for Bonzo, but I have never, I have never been uh, subjected to it until the, <laughs> until recently. Yeah, I, before I got the book, before I got Danny's book years ago, I I'd never heard of it, and uh, you know, for a long time it was kind of hard to see. Um, and then, of mm. course, you know, things pop up on the internet. Uh, but when I first got the book, it was it was sort of the white whale. It was like. I kind of need to see this movie. And when I finally did see the movie, it was like, Oh yeah, it was cute. Okay. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, (laughs) a Reaganite by any means. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I just went in and I watched it as a kind of fun little animal family comedy. Um, you know what guys, before we go any further, before we profess our love for, uh, chimpanzees and ronald reagan uh let's go ahead and view this trailer and the folks at home can can listen to it here we go this kind of fumbling is the mark of a bachelor and bachelors shouldn't have babies now should they especially not a baby like bonzo are you mystified bewildered and puzzled you needn't be all these shenanigans take place in a hilarious new hollywood movie called bedtime for bonzo Starring Ronald Reagan, Diana Lynn, and Bonzo, that amazing chimp. It started as an experiment, but the professor soon discovered he couldn't be a papa without a mama. So he hired a housekeeper, and then the fun began. Ah! It's a monkey! Well, sure it's a monkey. Why didn't you tell me? I did. It's the funniest film idea since Francis. Bedtime for Bonzo, the comedy hit of the year. Yeah, yeah, it, it 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 is. It's the comedy hit of the year. And who uh, the fuck is Francis? Yeah, I, that reference. It's I, like, it's like, yeah, that's gonna get me run into into the theater. <laughs> I, I don't know who it is. And uh, but did they did uh, what? What's the uh, giant bunny? Uh, uh, Harvey, 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 yeah, Harvey, yeah, the, yeah. They yeah, made they, a reference. Uh, they made a Harvey reference. There the are movie. several. I don't know if I wrote them down. There are several like references to other movies, and I don't know if that's a Fred Cordova thing or what. But um, I I thought that was really interesting. Um, let me let me read. Let's oh, see. Oh wait, Francis is a movie about a mule. Oh that yeah, yeah with with uh, Francis the talking mule. Yeah with who's who's the a who's, mule can talk. Yep. Who, who's the guy uh, in it? With, Donald O'Connor. Yeah, from Singing in the Rain. That's right. Yep. There you go. A uh, mule can talk? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bradley, we have to tell you about this show called Mr. Ed. You will <laughs> shit your pants. Uh, l- let me let me read 
uh, a little of what Danny says here. I'm going to read the final paragraph of his essay again. Okay. Uh, what Danny thinks of a movie is always a crapshoot to me. I have no idea. You know, I think, oh, surely he's going to hate this movie. But then he loves the movie. Or I think, surely he's going to love this movie. And then he shits all over it. So uh, either way, of course, the writing is is good. And that's why we love him. But uh, let me let me read this here. Except for moviegoers who don't like animal films, most viewers will find Bedtime for Bonzo quite enjoyable, as its good reviews attest. Bonzo is fun to watch whether he is riding his tricycle in his cowboy garb, doing flips in his crib, making cooing noises while Reagan hums, hums to him, sloppily eating hums. his morning mush, hums to him, uh, wearing glasses, or running away from an out-of-control vacuum cleaner. He is, a tr- he is truly a cute, sweet chimp and very affectionate. It is, of course, inadvisable to compete with an animal for audience attention because the actor will lose. But Reagan proves to be an adequate screen partner for Bonzo, only rarely being his foil and never being the fool anti-Reaganites expected to find when they rented the picture sight unseen. As usual, Reagan is reliable, friendly, earnest, and an all-around good sport, all admirable qualities. If Bonzo has an advantage over Reagan as a screen performer, it is that Bonzo has the comedic range to surprise us every now and then. After Reagan's view, uh, first moment on the screen, he is predictable. Perhaps this is what viewers, or voters, who often confuse the character on the screen with the actor who plays him, find so comforting about Ronald Reagan's screen image. Now, I'll admit, I, I've never seen another Reagan movie. I've never, I never saw All-American oh. or whatever the new rock New movie. Rockney All-American, yep. Yeah, win one for the Gipper. Yeah, I, I've, I, so this is the only Reagan fuck movie I've seen. Gipper. Fuck okay. the Gipper, yeah. Yeah, fuck Bonzo. <laughs> so I've Sorry. seen I've seen Newt Rockney. I've seen uh, and I've seen King's Row. Okay. Okay. Uh, King. Okay. You know, King's Row is a pretty good movie, and Reagan does a does a good job in it. I I don't I think Reagan was mostly in more more movies like like this. Like just sure. little stupid movies, right? Um, and King's Row was like that one shot, kind of like um, Adam Sandler and Punch Drunk Love, right? Or, oh, or something yeah. like that. Like yeah, where right. like somebody you're doing just dumb shit, all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, uh, you you're in a good movie. You maybe know how to act. What the fuck? Um, so you know, given my limited uh, Reagan watching though that that's kind of the idea that i get from from you know that he's mostly in shitty movies stupid shit and he had that one movie where he like actually gave a performance and it was good yeah yeah uh you know i've i've never you know with this being the only reagan movie i've seen he's not i mean he's he's you know he's like a sponge he's nothing he's (laughs) No flavor. He is yep. what he is. So uh he's an e- he's an evil motherfucker. <laughs> that's that's what he is. Yeah. It's it's and watching this now, it's hard uh you know to separate 
all the yes. horrific shit he did in his presidency from this and, and not saying that you know all all that destroyed this great performance in this in this cute movie it's not a, it's not a great performance but it no. you usually i'm one that can easily separate art from artist and i'm i'm pro oh, yeah. that uh but for some reason on this rewatch i was just like this movie kind of sucks this guy really sucks in real life um and oh, i'm yeah. have i'm having a hard time with it i mean the monkey the monkey's cute it's danny's got that right but i'm good with you know five minutes of monkey footage and we can move on yeah the uh you know the looking i was actually seriously thinking about this like who is the evilest performer like in real life uh that we've covered on the show dan uh-huh i mean there's yeah there's been a few of like really fucked up people um and uh but this uh, the hands down reagan wins <laughs> yeah he no seriously he did uh i did i'm gonna use this as the like a two seconds okay Yep. Uh, the thing that he did with uh, uh, holding back AIDS research. Yep. I literally, mm-hmm. literally, he killed two of my good friends. Yeah. So that's how much of a great guy that uh, Ronald Reagan is. But I could watch a movie still. This was a test. The evilest motherfucker in the world. And I could watch it and actually, you know, watch the movie without thinking about him being oh, yeah. the world's biggest, biggest mm-hmm. cunt, you know, and um, uh, he was uh, kind of charming in parts. And I sure. saw, I saw him acting a tiny bit in places. There was one scene where he like actually changed his expression in one camera shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, Oh, that's pretty impressive. But he, uh, he, he kind of looks like my cousin too, which is weird. I, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he, the you know, he is charming at points, and you know, I think to to be a a politician and, and get that far, you either you know need to know lots of people, or have lots of money, or have even you know a speck of charm, which which he did. But the moments, and and they were many in Bedtime for Bonzo, where he's not charming and he's just sort of this this brick. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like, God, this is like, it's excruciating watching him uh, on screen. And I think Diana Lynn, she's, she's, you know, she is going for it. um, And she's very cute. um, And I think she does a great job. Uh, at some point, we'll get to a plot here for people that haven't seen it and people that will probably never watch this movie. But um, and so I think she's fine. She has, I think a, she she, has smiley eyes. She she has she does. Yes. Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Walter Slezak, you know, kind kind of plays the um, uh, well, I don't know his real name, but his nickname Buttons. He was in, you know, uh, Christmas in Connecticut as as uh, as the cook, but. You know, yeah, he's kind of had Christmases in Connecticut. A couple. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Nice. Answer from Connecticut. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the that's the level of my uh, cinephile uh, rhetorical stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're talking about bedtime for Bonzo on this on this episode. I know. It's a, <laughs> right? I, I, it was a test. 
I know I'm I'm not supposed to laugh. It's the bit. I'm supposed to be the main guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so I don't know what the deal was with this rewatch. And this movie's only 83 (laughs) minutes long. Okay, so pretty short. But it was the longest 83 minutes of my life this morning. It's so long. Like the, the the scene where he's getting Bonzo down from the ledge. Yep. The the opening uh, scene. yeah, yeah, like uh, time warped for me and stretched out into like seven, seven and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and what like, it felt like. You know, it's funny because I felt just the opposite of what Danny was writing. You know, like, oh, you know, it's fun to watch him, you know, on his tricycle and to do the, the flips in the bed. This was like some of the most boring monkey work. It's bad uh, monkey work. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I, I want to say that like the Three Stooges uh, had an episode with a monkey in it, and let's pretend that they did. You know that monkey work would have been fucking phenomenal. The monkey would have been mugging it up, doing that that big smile thing, throwing shit around, causing hijinks. Monkey hijinks. Yeah. This was nonsense. Yeah, they, I think the uh, pinnacle or the the the. the big scene was when he fucked up the vacuum cleaner but i mean anybody yep. could do that that's right i've done that <laughs> right and you know i i feel like the okay so he, real quick the synopsis is that reagan plays this like psychology professor at a school and um uh Okay, I'm not gonna edit this out. Do you guys hear my mic? Am I cutting in and out? No, you sound no, you sound great. I'm fine. Okay, you All sound right. lo- you it sound must be my headphones. I mean, you, All right. Uh, anyway, sound uh, like very sexy, actually. Oh, great! Thanks, thanks. I appreciate that. I work yeah. on that. Uh, okay, so he's a psychology yeah. professor, and and he wants to prove. Oh, so his his dad, like it's revealed that his dad was in prison with this guy that rats him out at the beginning of the movie, and. And so, like, maybe his job is on the line at this at this school, and and he's dating the like the dean's daughter or something. Dean's and, daughter, yep. Right. So, so like everything, the relate like the dean doesn't like him. He wants him out of the school. He wants him out of his daughter's life. And so he's like, I want to do this experiment to show that you know it, it's a it's a nature versus nurture sort of experiment so they get this chimp right. yeah they get they get this chimp uh from walter slezak who plays another professor at the school and uh reagan takes right yeah. ch- he is a chipmonger. <laughs> uh reagan takes yeah. him home and he hires this caretaker played by diana lynn and <clears throat> the they're trying to show that we can raise this monkey you know with love and teach him how to be a good human who the like what what's <laughs> right. the fuck i know who the, who what's the, fuck the end game here shit i mean it who is the, the came up with this shit it's i mean it's insane it, but then there's this like subplot at the end where he's he steals the monkey. He steals this jewelry because yeah. he's obsessed with shiny uh, yeah. shit. And then they're like, yeah, okay, o- you're good. It's all over the fucking map. Yeah. It- yeah, <sighs> and, yeah, yeah. I imagine uh, that like when they first came up with this concept, just like two producers 
you know, at a bar with like the Bonzo sitting in the bar in the booth <laughs> with him, you know, going, okay, well, okay, we got this monkey. I mean, look at this fucking monkey. Look at him. He's a, he's a million bucks, man. I got this monkey. I got this monkey for six months. Don't ask me how I got him. But, he's, <laughs> right. he's, but we got to write, we got to write something. We got to come up with something. You know, we got to put this monkey on the big screen. It's going to make us all rich. And uh, they were talking to Bonzo. Bonzo wasn't doing anything. <laughs> but they they came up with the idea at this bar with Bonzo very, very quickly. That's that's my theory. But yeah, it's I, real. It I really agree. happened. No, and that's exactly what I, I was thinking. Like, they had a monkey. How do we get the monkey into the movie? And that's... Right. That's it. Like, oh, well, this and the most con of a fucking looted, uh, you know, ideas <laughs> ever. <laughs> right. to shoehorn this monkey it, it, into it, the yeah. story. Yeah, it's it's good. It, I did like the bit, though, where Ronald Reagan's dad was like, you know, some like kingpin in a prison. You know, he's like this uh, <laughs> hor- horrible criminal. You know, right. I kind of like I kind of like that idea. I wish he would have. I wish he would have showed up. Exactly. Right. <laughs> no, he would have showed up, and he and the monkey would have done a bunch of fucking capers together. Yeah, his and his dad. There's the been movie. Like, uh, There's the. That's movie. a better movie. His dad would have been like uh, Harvey Harvey Keitel in the uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I was gonna say Bad Lieutenant. You know, <laughs> no, no, it's, I'm thinking that the, his character in Grand Budapest. Okay. And uh, hey, Dan, I let the cat out of the bag. I watched one of that guy's fucking movies. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing yeah. talking about a Wes Anderson know, movie? What is this? I don't know, man. I, love it. I don't know what's I don't know what's happening. But uh, yeah, so Wes okay, Anderson's Harvey Keitel is uh, comes in Ronald Reagan's dad. Yeah, and uh, he steals the monkey. And they, I mean, I don't want to get weird or anything, but I think uh, he and the monkey have a sexual relationship. Into it, which into makes it. the movie even better. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they just do crimes and <laughs> just fuck and fuck each other all the way across the country. Okay, <laughs> yes, I, I'm into that, but eventually, okay, because this this is you know Hayes Code and stuff. The monkey has to teach Ronald Reagan's dad. A lesson about how to be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like there's got to be a heartwarming moment like where, like, like a, it'll be like a montage of uh, the monkey trying to show Harvey Keitel how to like politely open the door for old ladies, and he yes. like keeps fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. And the next yeah. scene is them just going at it at like a roadside motel. <laughs> yeah. To flee back. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like every fucking uh, gas station bathroom they find, they just go at it. Sorry. No one gives you monkeys, Bradley. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, I got I got I do have to confess though, I, I kind of enjoyed this last viewing. It wasn't it wasn't that torturous. Uh, I don't know why it should have been. It should have been terrible. I mean, yeah. it should have really fucked me up. I am on some medication right now because of the, <laughs> the thing. But uh, you know that might have helped with my enjoyment. Sure. But uh, yeah, but it was really. Uh, it was not that terrible. I would say, like the first two thirds, was really unbearable. 
you know, yeah. kind of the oh. build up. Okay. okay, I like to say I like the bit at the end where they drive off, and she calls him Papa, or she's giving him a hand job. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and it, and I like that part. And then, mm. and Bonzo, of course, sees a hand job thing and just starts jerking off in the back seat. I'm I'm sorry, you guys. This I didn't. I was telling myself that this wouldn't go this way, that I wouldn't get to this level, and I would actually have like a legit cinephile discussion about this film, but there's just, there's just too much to work with here. It, it's, <laughs> um, oh, fuck. What the hell is I going to say? It is, uh, God damn it. The more we talk about it, the more unbearable it gets. It's so funny because they, <laughs> so like you could, I think this was out on like a shitty DVD for a long time. And then Kino Lorber put it out on Blu-ray last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and I was like, fuck yes. Bonzo on Blu-ray. I'm buying it. I'm going to own bedtime for Bonzo and thank the heavens. I didn't buy it. I do oh, not good. own bedtime for Bonzo, but, uh, so I, I'm thinking, we have for Ron- you, Anthony. Ronald Reagan, who was that's a close one, who was uh, very close, yeah. Uh, so he he's this Hollywood, you know, conservative back then, who was a rat fuck and uh, with Elliot Kazan, and those you know stupid fucks uh, ratted out a bunch of you know, claim mm-hmm. people were communists, right, and ruined so many lives. Right. Um, and so he goes on to be governor of California. And then he becomes president of the United States, you know, 20 years later. Uh, This has happened. So, well, not super often, but you know, you think about Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was this like, and I Mm -hmm. believe me, I would much rather watch a Schwarzenegger movie than a Ronald Reagan movie. Um, Or, or like Jesse Ventura, you know, he was a wrestler and then he was the governor of Minnesota. And, it, it's it's kind of funny to think or to look at at movies and think who could be the next governor of you know Kentucky right. or the next president of the United fucking States uh, because you never know who it's gonna fucking be. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I have to say about that. I just. <laughs> That's that's a good observation because uh, now I'm thinking about like who I would like to have be the president of the United States, you know, from from movies and you know most of them are dead, frankly, you know, like Hervé Villachez, <laughs> you know, when you when we have an open observation slash a, a, a opportunity for commentary where there's really no specific lane I have to stand. I'm always going to mention Harvey Bailey's <laughs> So, um, yeah, he would have what, made a great fucking president. What I agree. What movie was I just watching that he was in that we were talking about? Oh, the uh, uh, the Carnival. Maltese. Oh, Ma- Malatesta, yeah. Malatesta. Oh. Yeah, Malatesta's yeah. Carnival of Blood. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Well, there's the discussion on bedtime for Bonzo. Uh, yeah i mean it's really uh i think uh, there's some interesting stuff like uh, fred de cordova 
Yeah, okay, let's talk about him for a second. Fella. Here we go, yeah. I, I was watching the, who, I assume, Brett, Bradley, did you send that I interview? I clip, yeah. Yeah, the, from, uh, from the, Letterman. The 1984 Letterman clip. Yeah, uh, and at that, that was interesting. At that time, he was one of the producers for Late Late Night. Uh, which is yeah, cool. and for the Tonight Show or yes. Tonight Show, yeah, that's right, yeah, Tonight Show, and then he uh, produced the Jack Benny Show, yeah, and uh, he's just uh, the way that he talked, he was just on on all the time, yes, you know, like producer, like he was he was one of the dudes at that bar with Bonzo, <laughs> you know, coming coming up with the idea, and he is like a perfect uh, perfect character for that. But uh, yeah, he's a he was on the Larry Sanders show. Uh, he had a he's had several acting bits because he's just like classic, you know, cheesy, you know, just a, oh. a, a blowing smoke up everybody's ass. Well, sort of, he sort he of really he really reminded me of uh, I don't know why, but Milton Berle was on my mind. You know, just okay. kind of the type of guy that could hold court you know, at, at any Hollywood party, uh, you know, right. Fred, Fred Cordova would be in the corner with, you know, just killing everybody, uh, telling these <laughs> stories and these jokes. Um, but his career, so like, you know, he spent the, you know, second half of his career in TV directing, producing, mm-hmm. uh, but but he had, man, and it's a good thing because the movies, the movies, I mean, are, I and again I haven't seen any of these. Um, I tried to watch Frankie and Johnny, and Jesus fucking Christ, what a junk hole that is! But the movies are just, <laughs> you know, nothing that I would want to spend time right. watching. Um, but yeah, so like he found his sort of, uh, you know, real calling. It seems like in TV, but he had this extensive movie like. Four, eight, sixteen. I mean, he Ooh. had like twenty, twenty-five, twenty-six movies before he got into yeah. TV. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's weird. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way to describe it. It's like Reagan is just barely an actor, and like uh, these movies, these Cordova movies, it, it's just barely a movie. <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, it's like right in that area where if it was any worse, it just, it would be disqualified, you know? And, uh, it's yeah, like direct so, to video before there was video. Yeah, exactly. That's a great, well, it's yeah. like, it, it, you know, I'm thinking of like Roger Corman, but Roger Corman was able to crank out like at least fairly interesting or entertaining genre fare. Where Cordova, his yeah. movie career, he was, you know, cranking out these just awful, you know, kind of family type of movies. Awful. Well, I think this is maybe one of the ways that it got into like cult movies and fucked up movies is because uh, during the 1970s, uh, movies were kind of seasonal. Yeah. Uh, like uh, you would have uh, summer uh christmas and maybe like memorial day stuff like that where they're coming out with like uh the big movies that everybody wants to see right and all the in between is all this fodder you mm. know this like uh you know just lame shit and uh 
uh, that's got me to get out out of the local mall, you know, and go looking for other movies because yeah. I was I would watch movies when I was a kid. I was watching probably like four or five movies a week at least, mm-hmm. you know, going going to the movies and watching. Right. And uh, so to get those movies, you had to go outside of the, you know, the mall multiplex, you know, and that's where I was seeing some cool fucked up stuff. And that's what ruined me and turned (laughs) me into a podcaster. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but it's, uh, but I kind of put it in that category, almost like filler, like Hallmarky, you know, like a direct video, like Dan was saying, sort of filler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's now. I find it interesting that he, uh, he uh, Danny Perry's book is interesting because you got like Wizard of Oz in there, yep. and then you got Pink Flamingos, uh, and you know some uh, straight up you know cult movies, Actual and then he's cult, uh, yeah. pull, putting these putting these other ones in there, and I'm curious as uh, to what your thoughts are on that. Anthony, you know, why uh, Perry is uh, putting, uh, and by the way, when you set up the podcast and you made the rules, you know, the way you're going to do every movie, mm-hmm. thank you very much for that. I just want to, yeah. Yeah. But I cause... mean, what is your, what are your thoughts on that with him? Uh, well, the, it... the, the, his mix that he has in his books. Yeah. I mean, it, it's super interesting. You know, the, the ones that I always go to, it's like um, uh, Casablanca. Why is mm-hmm. that a cult movie? And it's because in the '60s, it it you know it had disappeared for a few decades, and then in the '60s it came back. And in Boston, they'd have these screenings every Friday night. And you can you can listen to this on the episode I did with Sam Deegan, but they'd have these uh, screenings, like midnight screenings of Casablanca every mm-hmm. Friday night in Boston and these people would like come in their, you know, their fedoras and their, their trench coats and shit. And like, they would dress up like, like you would do for Rocky horror, but it was fucking Casablanca. Um, and so some of the movies he includes, um, are, you know, are still cult movies. I think, uh, pink flamingos, Rocky horror are still like, those are sort of like the queen mother, the Queen Mothers yeah. of cult movies, right? Uh, Casablanca, not a cult movie anymore. Citizen Kane, not a cult movie anymore. Um, Funderburg and I were talking about um, something like uh, Christopher Funderburg. Miss, yeah, that's right, Mister Christopher Funderburg. Um, I can't remember. whatever movie we were talking about. Like it's oh, it's uh, King of Hearts like basically oh, okay. forgotten so like it had a cult status but now it's it just kind of fell off the radar bedtime for bonzo is interesting because i i think danny included it because um <laughs> they republicans and democrats when reagan was running for i think governor maybe at first oh would, it was timely with would his, try to uh, would try to use yeah this particular movie so like they would rent all right. the prints and so democrats would play and, and see like you know show this movie and be like you want this guy to be your president and then republicans would show at conventions and be like you want this guy to be your president trust me <laughs> and yeah obviously backfired on the democrats 
and so like in that way i think uh, he considers it a cult movie i think now bedtime for bonzo is one of those that completely fell off it's like it's it's below cult status whatever the hell you want to call that what do you, what do you guys think about bedtime for d- does it deserve a cult sticker or not no it it definitely fell off but i do understand you know his his definition of cult movies and you know at the time that he wrote the book you know you're you're still talking about when when most things were either seen uh you know, you'd have to go to the theater or they'd have to be picked up in reruns, right? So, you know, I, I do understand um, his his definition. Like, even something like The Wizard of Oz, you know, I remember watching The Wizard of Oz. They used to play it every year. Um, at, it must have been Thanksgiving because we yeah, would go to my uncle's house. Yep. Right? Yep. And, and it was just a tradition to watch that every year. Yep. So, and, you know, this was in the 80s. So at this time, you know, you probably did have a VHS available, but like the, there was something about The Wizard of Oz that, you know, there there was like this this tradition that went with it. So I, under, I understand his definition in, at the time. Is Bonzo yeah. a cult movie, Bradley? Uh, no. By, uh, by any by any definition of cult. Um. No, I think uh, the only way it would be a cult movie is like if, uh, say, Hitler had a short acting career. <laughs> uh-huh. and, uh huh. And he was in a he was in a couple of uh, you know, family movies, hijinks, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> That would definitely be a cult movie because, I mean, it's fucking Hitler, you know, and and acting in a movie, you know. So in that sense, Bedtime for Bonzo is a cult movie (laughs) because it has what one of the evilest people that ever existed on the planet. Sure. You know, and kind of a cute, kind of a cute movie. Yeah. But there's, you know, and there's kind of some extraneous stuff that that like i just read about the fucking the uh trailer full of yeah. of uh, chimpanzees uh, catching on fire and they all died so bonzo in like his four his four uh i guess bonzettes that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh yeah he's the replacements so you think you're looking at one monkey but there's more than one monkey that's the magic of cinema like yeah. yes so these just uh, like Ronald yeah, Reagan fucking, lied to us. There was a fucking trail, and you know they that they, they. I'm sorry, this is more of a thought, but you know they burnt those fucking monkeys. You know that they were like done with the monkeys. It's a <sighs> this uh, bedtime for Bonzo is mafia written all over it. It, it smells of like a mafia production. You know, like uh, during during the fifties, you get like mafia productions. You know, so do you they really were done think with so? the monkeys? They were done with the monkeys. They were done with the monkeys. Uh, they probably had the monkeys insured sure. up the Yazoo. And um wow. the the whole monkey craze was over. It's like, okay, guys, they're they're sitting at the bar with like the five monkeys. 
the producers and they're like okay monkeys uh we've had our run man you got anything else you do you do anything else other than monkey shit because if you can't do anything else other than monkey shit we're gonna fucking uh, uh burn you alive in your trailer <laughs> and that's what they did they burned them wow. alive in their trailer wow so anyways that's uh that's my that's my thought on that so if that was real and that's the case, hey, we got a cult movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you know. is this the same chimp that was in Bonzo Goes to College? Did anybody, was anybody able I, to sit through? I, I, I didn't, I'd even try. <clears throat> Bonzo Goes to College. I watched no. like, uh, yeah, I watched like four seconds of it. And like, <laughs> I, it, I don't know, it like did weird things to me. It inverted my nipples. <laughs> they're, they're, that's how that's how much it actually actually had a physiological effect on me okay see, uh, according to imdb the, right. the monkey bonzo was only in bedtime for bonzo and he was in one episode of the colgate comedy hour oh interesting that's so he really when his career really went downhill he's probably like like using and he's probably an alcoholic down and out yeah you know yeah you know, wandering the streets because mm -hmm. yeah. he went from being a big star to fucking Colgate. And when situation. does he say the year in the article when they when the trailer caught fire? Was it? It was like right after this movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it just said the fifties. Yeah. Oh, you know it's ironic. I just opened up the book to the movie Burn. Yo. <laughs> uh yeah it, i mean the and come on we gotta know this is the 50s so this is this movie comes out in 1951 we're not dealing with like you know animal strict animal trainers like oh, no. making sure these animals are safe dude like the end the end shot and not saying that they shot this in continuity or anything but the end shot when they're driving off and bonzo's like hopping from the back to the front and back and forth. Yeah, um, right. It's like this, like clearly this monkey does not feel like he's fucking crazy. He wants to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And, and Cordova was probably like, fuck, come on, let drive away. We got it. This monkey's going to lose it. So we put him in his cage and set the fucker on fire, I guess. Well, uh, this has actually happened. So I don't want to really make too much fun of it, but chimpanzees, uh, don't really make very good pets and during right. the 50s people uh, people there was like an exotic pet uh craze yeah so i wonder st it statistically i know this doesn't exist but i'd be interested to know how many people went out and bought a fucking chimpanzee because uh, of this because movie. they watched uh, that because of this movie and yeah, you know there's probably hundreds of them yeah you yeah. know and and i wonder how many of those hundreds of people that uh bought a chimpanzee got their uh, faces eaten off by the chimpanzee <laughs> yeah, that has I actually mean, happened yeah, yeah it, that happened, happened in connecticut uh yeah in, uh, the lady in, in 2009 yeah yeah what yeah it's a horrifying story yes tell, tell me about <clears throat> it she well she had a, a pet chimp i think i think 200 pound chimpanzee yeah, Whoa, it was a big, a big boy. That's a big and, boy. Uh, I I think the it attacked the a friend of the owner. So someone had this chimpanzee as a pet, 
and you know someone came over for a visit and the chimpanzee just went nuts and like and chewed off half the lady's face right travis. most of her face travis yeah, yeah. he was more than yeah yeah there we go uh, yeah yeah but uh yeah they're not safe you know not no. safe to, to have around and uh you know bonzo there was two tweet tweets that i did uh i like to tweet <laughs> around the time we do podcasts uh-huh. you know because i'm researching and watching movies mm-hmm. i i think i did a gif of bonzo i kind of made it look like bonzo was fucking a cushion <laughs> and uh, and then i said like bonzo's fucking asshole it's like that's all i got man <laughs> seriously you know, like really there's, yeah like you would think that there's some stuff and when we get into our pairings there's a movie i'm going to talk about where it's like there's some like really weird, crazy shit in this movie. This one, you'd think like maybe there'd be some fodder to even like make fun of this movie, but it, like, and, and I hate those types of podcasts anyways. There's not right. like, there's just nothing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I like, I, like I said, I didn't uh, hate the movie when I watched it this time. I was kind of rude. I, it was more of like the ending part where it's kind of rooting for them. I liked it when I thought it was cute when they were driving off and Bonzo's masturbating backseat <laughs> in the car. I, I will I say mean, this. Yeah, I thought that I, scene was cute. I like the old switcheroo they play where they're inside mm-hmm. and 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 uh, um, Anne, I think, the fiancé, the original fiancé, oh, yeah. Valerie, Valerie, she's like, uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. We have a... A honeymoon to get to and they walk out together and they're like arm in arm and and he says thanks mm-hmm. to the doctor and then he turns and like yeah. looks at her and he's like valerie i want to thank you for all your help and i was like ah you got me so <laughs> that you know okay thumbs up for that part i'll, I'll give him that so I, okay yeah it, the movie like it wasn't so bad that it was like offensive it was just kind of not good just like a there, i did like it joker you know i did like a scene where he was sitting there with the uh with the nazi doctor and i don't know why in the 50s like every scientist was like a nazi right you know it's so weird but he's sitting there with the uh and he's sitting there with the uh, nazi doctor watching the watching the uh, video clips uh you know that oh, the uh, little montage he's yeah like, he's like i was hiding in the closet <laughs> you know when i took this one and uh you know i think with uh uh with that bit dan you know what it reminded me of a little blue, bit blue uh, velvet uh no american babylon oh okay yeah yeah blue velvet and, hiding uh, in the closet i was in <laughs> Yeah, I was imagining because uh, uh, what's her name was really uh, uh, fucked up the whole time about like how much she was she was in love by uh, Diane Lynn and yep. Diana Lynn, uh, how much she was in love with uh, with Ronald Reagan. Now this is a, so obscure. There's like maybe four people that I know that have seen American Babylon. Have you have you seen it, Anthony? Never seen it. Huh? Oh, you gotta see it. It's a fucking wonderful movie. It's a it's a Heather Drain classic. Right. Yeah. So uh but it's about these uh 
kind of uh, couples and they get together and they watch movies and there's this one it's, scene where this Watkins, right? Roger Watkins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, there's this one scene where the wife is uh, so jealous of uh, uh, her husband and his pals just hanging out watching watching like uh, uh, Bachelor reels, I guess they were. Uh, that she stands in front of the uh, screen and just starts uh, masturbating, right, to get to get her husband's attention. And as a Dan, when I, when they were watching the videos, I was imagining Diane Diana Lynn uh, coming in <laughs> and and doing that, trying to trying to get their attention, you know, because all all Ronald Reagan's character cared about was the experiment. You know, he did not care about this woman. He didn't even see that how much this woman loved him. You know, it's heartbreaking, really. So they, uh, here, here's a part that it, it, I just thought was icky. <laughs> so, like the the whole, you know, uh, this whole movie is all about like the you know family values, the whatever the fuck you call that family, the nuclear family. Yeah, um, right. You know, Mama, Call, and Papa. Oh and God! Baby. I mean, make me throw up in my mouth every time they would refer to themselves or each other as Mama and Papa. I, I was, it was too much, you know, because I, I, we would watch Nick at Night, um, and this was when Nick at Night would, you know, play like My Three Sons and, you yeah, know, right. like the old old shit, right? Mister Ed, um, right, Bradley. Yeah. There's a talking horse called Mister Ed. You should meet him sometime. Uh, and it's a, a, a horse that talks, a, a horse that talks. <laughs> what it, the fuck? His neighbor, I gotta, I gotta his neighbor this. is a mule named Francis. You wouldn't believe it. Insane. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and thanks for going along with me on that, Anthony. I you're very welcome. So I, yeah. you know, I, it, it's not like I'm averse to, because I, I watched a rerun of My Three Sons, I think, last year. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And I was like, oh, My Three Sons. And I watched yeah. an episode. I was like, yeah, this is, I mean, it's cute. It's fun. Um, but, like, this is just too much of that. It's, like, um, you know, very preachy about that nuclear family. Yuck. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, I would, I watch the old Gidgets sometimes. Those are Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I wish I wish we got I I wanted the movie about uh, um, oh, what's hold on. I'm going to call him by his professor, Peter Boyd. Uh, I wanted the movie about Peter Boyd's uh, just offensively, fabulously gay neighbors in the in the (laughs) 50s. You know, because we we don't we don't see the scenes of, of him laying in bed, just gritting his teeth all night thinking that I live next to these, to these queers. And, uh, and I think yeah, they slowly convert him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And yeah, they, like yep. they catch him, uh, they catch Ronald Reagan, like peeking in the window while they were making love <laughs> one, one day. And then they had him come in and then they just teach him the ways. Okay. Hold on, Dan. Wait, wait. Um, so, Ronald Reagan definitely did not eat ass, right? Uh, it may have been. Wait, on why are you asking me when, specifically? 
I don't know anything. <laughs> I know, like, damn, no, you're well, the no. ass eater. So I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, can we talk about this, Dan? The thing you just sent? Oh, <laughs> is this so, for real? Well, yeah. As I was, as I was just scrolling. Is that his real name too? Through the cast, probably perfect. Bedtime for Bonzo. I found in a minor role, uncredited, voice, an actor named Herb Pullen. P U R V Pullen. It's got to be short for Purvis. Um, per, yeah. Call, oh my call, God. Uh, his, call your mom bit. or call one of your parents, Dan. We got to figure out. We whip out the family tree. Where is yeah, Purvis Poland? How are you related to Purvis Poland? Well, this his is, bit, his yeah. bit was he uh, uh, imitated birds and animals. Oh, and, shit. Uh, oh, he, so maybe he, he was the guy doing the the cooing he, noises and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he was like the, the, the Fred Welker of, of Bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> he was the guy who would go okay the but he worked with spike jones yeah so yeah so uh yeah he said old purple and oh okay here we're gonna um oh dang it i mean you can't even you can't even make any jokes about that name i mean really purple all right, here we go. Oh, are we uh, are we gonna do, look? At, are we doing live? No, no. Are we gonna this try is... to get some video of Perv no, Poland? We're, no, no, no. We're, we're gonna. But this is Perv Poland. He was in Disney Pinocchio. shit. Pinocchio, yeah. Snow White. Who killed Cock Robin? What? <laughs> oh, that was uh, a good one. Uh, yeah. Jesus, look at this guy. He did sound for Cinderella. Wow. Yeah, Dan, you got to look this up. See if you're actually yep. related to this guy. That's crazy. <laughs> Interesting. Perv. Perv. Good old Perv. Yeah. Uncle Perv. Great Uncle Perv. <laughs> and he does animal sounds. Uh, perv the Perv. Okay. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Was a nice guy. Yep. Okay. Um. That's it for Bonzo talk. I, we, I don't. We we went. I don't almost, know if he was. A, I don't know if he was a nice guy. I, I'm getting kind of pervy vibes from him. <laughs> uh, we we went almost an hour on Bonzo, so that's good enough for me. Congratulations, uh, guys! Yeah, we did it. Can you believe well, this? And I got to talk about so many inappropriate things, like face eating and like monkey fucking movies, and yeah. 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 And, yeah. and I would like to apologize to your listeners for, because I know you have, you, your level of listenership is impressive. And your guests, you know, well, and when you mentioned, when you mentioned Funderburg, I said, I'm on the same podcast that Christopher Funderburg has been on. <laughs> oh my God. No, I, yeah, we did. We they kind of have a running bit now about Christopher Funderburg, where uh, I'm afraid of him, and uh, <laughs> you know I want to make sure I don't that's, fuck up my not my bit. facts. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to make bit. sure I don't I don't <laughs> fuck up my uh, 
you know, my, my facts and my information and, you know, get my uh, French directors confused with, <laughs> right. as far as I'm concerned, is there's one and Fun. it's just a, a, a French guy who directs movies. Fun fact, when uh, we, you know, I was kind of reaching out to everybody before the season began, said, what, here's the remaining movies. What do you guys want to talk about? And John and Chris were like, uh, or not Chris, but John, I think, convinced Chris to go along with the with it. Let's just wait to see what's left. And, and whatever the last one remains, that's the one we'll do. And the last one left was uh, Land of the Pharaohs. And Chris was like, yeah, I'm not talking about that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's fucking, he's fucking great. I think I brought this up before. We had him, we did that one time where I was uh, talking to those guys about coming on the show because we love him to bits. We we truly do, Dan. Yeah. And uh, uh, I sounded like uh, Fred Day Cordova right there for a second. <laughs> but we 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 love you guys to bits. We really do. And but uh, with them. Uh, uh, I'd lost my train of thought, Dan. We were going to have them on the show. Yeah, okay, we're going to have them on the show. And uh, see, this is what happens. It's like a, it's it's like a, an AWAC. It's like a, a signal scrambler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when I when I think of uh, Christopher Funderburg, but anyways, we we're going to have them on on the show. And I was like, hey, let's talk about this movie. And uh, Christopher goes. Uh, basically in the DME just says I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even say, Hey, why don't you pick a different movie? It's just like, I'm out. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Love those guys. Uh, yeah, we, okay. we, we do too over here. Um, okay. Hey, let's move on to some pairing recommendations, oh, which was going to be interesting. Those. Um, did you guys do those? Oh yeah, do I, yeah, okay. I did okay. tons of them. I, oh, I tons of them? of them. I fuck. Well, I, I I got. I, I did a bunch because I assumed like there are some obvious ones that were going to get taken. Oh, right. I did some backups. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm curious about this. Where? Well, okay. Oh, okay. Dan, you go first. Let's hear one from you. All right. Um, Encino Man. The beverage. I see, bro. This is what put this place on the map. Oh. What are you doing, Mrs. Tony? No, 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 you can't do this. You can't do this here. Ah. Now, now, you must leave now, please. Look, Kashmir Rajneesh, why don't you just chill? No, but still. Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we's a little juice. No, we think the juice. We's the juice. No, 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 we think the juice. Okay, okay. I like Encino it, Man. What what's the what's I, the right? Well, it's a story of two guys, right? And they find this uh Neanderthalish uh you know semi-human guy, and they're gonna like, teach him to be human, right? So, and then hijinks actually ensue. You got fucking Pauly Shore, like microwaving a burrito, and you got uh, wheezing wheezing the juice. (laughs) Wheezing the juice, and yes, and out my pancreas, and all this stuff, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) for me, for me, uh, Encino Man 
picks up and and succeeds where where uh, bedtime for Bonzo failed. Can I tell you? Let me look at the archive here real quick. Okay. I was gonna pick Encino Man as a pairing for. Oh shit! What was it gonna be for? Uh oh, for Up in Smoke. A couple oh, episodes ago. Okay, yeah. I almost picked Encino Man for that. Bradley, so. are you? <laughs> okay. I want to hear this. Are you familiar <laughs> with Encino Man? Uh. It, it had um, Polina, uh, Polina yeah. Shore. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, but uh, man, uh, I see, used to love this thing. Yeah, it's a great, fun movie. I, well, I mean, I haven't seen it in... That's that's one of the problems with uh, just general movies in general. If you haven't seen it in like fifteen years, you're like, is it problematic? Maybe. Oh, maybe there could yeah. be some things in there. Who knows? But I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. It it was it was a great movie. It's Tino you know, Man. It's a lot of fun. Uh, recent uh, Oscar winner. Uh, actually, two Oscar winners, right? Or two Oscar nominees. Oh, Brennan Fraser. We're both in that movie. Brennan Fraser and uh, the kid who was in uh, Goonies. And he oh, Kehui Kwan. Yeah, there you go. However you say He was no, also that's in not... Man. Wow. Uh, good old Dick Mazur's in there, too. I liked Richard Mazur. <laughs> uh, Rick Dukeman's in Encino Man. Rick Dukeman from The Burbs. Interesting. Um... I, I I like that. I like that pairing. That's interesting. It makes it makes uh, the night a little more enjoyable. Oh, right. You know, if you, if you suffer through bedtime for Bonzo, you haven't seen a man to look forward to. All right, Bradley, let's hear one from you. Uh, there's this uh, film from 1965 from Kurt Kring called Self Mutilation. Uh. That I was going to make a joke about myself mutilating myself while watching this movie, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to not do that because uh, uh, it it wasn't. I did, I really didn't work the joke very well, you guys. <laughs> you know, so scratch that one. Uh, Shockma. Yeah. Oh, Shockma, 1990. It's a horror movie about a fucking baboon. And uh, who hates doors? Starring Christopher Atkins, two-time recipient of the National Association of Theater Owners Star of the Year Award. First for Blue Lagoon, now for Shockman. Also starring Amanda Wiss of Silverado and Nightmare on Elm Street. Ari Myers from TV's Kate and Alley, featuring Roddy McDowell as Professor Sorensen. And Shakma, shocking audiences everywhere. Shakma! <laughs> yeah, I and, still uh, haven't seen Shakma. I almost watched it today. I considered it as a pairing. I I swear to God, I have not seen Shakma, like in its in its entirety. I've only watched bits, especially the parts with him uh, slamming in the doors. Um. 
yeah so that that's what i got and that's that's more of a shout out to the uh, uh cribs and thunderbird because that's kind of a thing of theirs chakma yeah. is yeah really <laughs> yeah they get they get excited about chakma sometimes it's really funny oh interesting and it's a and it's all about them uh, uh about chakma being upset with doors oh, okay which is kind of a tie-in that, that that's where the tie-in is because uh there was a scene where uh ronald reagan am i allowed to talk about the movie still i guess yeah there's a scene where ronald reagan was all excited like there's this whole melee going on in the house and then uh uh bonzo was running around and uh he ended up in the bedroom with diana lynn and he was like oh my oh, god yeah the greatest thing has happened. I, did, I, I can't believe it. And Diane Lynn was thinking like, he's going to say, I love you. I want to marry you and have Bonzo's her child. And uh, <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. He's like, Bonzo opened two doors all by himself. So Bonzo, door opener, Shakma, door hater. Oh, yeah. That's the time. Maybe maybe Bonzo is to Shakma as Perv is to Dan. <laughs> uh, I wonder if uh, Perv did the sounds for Shakma. <laughs> okay. Um, my first one here is it, this is one that's been on my watch list for a long time because people seem to really hate it but they also go crazy over it because it's like you you're not going to believe seeing this movie you're not going to believe what you see and it's a movie from 1978 from director daniel mann and it stars elliot gould and clive revel and a giant kangaroo called matilda this is the greatest spider that ever walked meet matilda Boxing kangaroo. He's America's first kangaroo hero in the knockout comedy of the year. A kangaroo! I love that. And you'll love Matilda. He even has Debbie and Pat Boone singing out. Matilda, what a knockout. Brayden G. And I'll be honest, I feel like Matilda could. Uh, I could be way off base here, though. Matilda could reach lifeguard status over on Movies from <laughs> Hell. Just because... Why? 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 Because Why? It's, okay, Matilda... Lifeguard is a, like, is a great fucking movie. It's actually a great movie, but the, the premise really? of it is, is, is insane. Matilda is not a great movie, but the premise of it is the craziest thing. So Clive Revel uh, opens this bar at the beginning and he tells this story of the greatest boxer he ever knew, uh, Matilda. And Matilda was this male kangaroo from down under who uh, boxed the New York city circuit. And Elliot, and so he tells this story in flashbacks, Elliot Gould, plays this sort of uh, talent agent, talent booker that would book like, you know, animal acts for bar mitzvahs and shit like that. 
Um, and then Clive Revel tells him about Matilda. And so they have to go and get Matilda from animal control and they go and box. And Matilda is like the greatest boxer that anyone has ever seen. And so the first fight is, is like at a bar and she knocks out the reigning champion, like the heavyweight title holder. And Matilda's so she, a lady. No, Matilda's a male kangaroo. Okay. Okay. So, so they I'm go, looking at a picture from the movie and it's like a dude in a kangaroo suit and he's got junk. Yeah. Exposed junk. Yeah. So I thought I, I just, are, I just sent it to you in the DM. You guys, he's I, got, I would, the, the I would, he's got exposed junk. I would have assumed they would have, you know, gotten maybe a real kangaroo or something, but the way they play this out, like they, they're walking down the New York city streets with a full size fucking man and this gigantic grungy kangaroo costume hopping down the streets of New York city. And it's, it's one of these movies that is, I, I kind of loved it. Um, and not ironically, there was a point where I actually teared up at the end. I was like, what am I doing? Crying during Matilda. Um, it's not, it's not good, but I really loved it. Uh, but it's just, it's insane that it's a full grown man in this nasty kangaroo costume. I can't fucking believe this movie exists. I'm, I just keep looking through stills. Yeah. And. I am <laughs> look at the balls on that thing. Disbelief. Yeah, for real, for real. And okay, so you can. St- it's on Tubi. Believe it or not, you can watch it on Tubi. Oh, oh, um, I am watching it on fucking Tubi. Yeah. And you know, I mean, Elliot Gould. It's like, what are fuck? You were just doing anything back in the seventies, I guess. Um, and I love Elliot Gould, so that was always a treat. But it was just crazy looking at this fucking raccoon or raccoon kangaroo costume uh that seriously nuts gonads exposed that is an insane picture i never noticed that during the movie i noticed it immediately <laughs> <laughs> so anyways uh i think everybody should see matilda and whether you hate it or love it it's you know it doesn't matter to me but i kind of loved it i i gotta see this movie yeah I just, uh, did, I it's just got, did it. It's got, who, is that Mauser? Police Academy? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll just did a, I Mauser. just did a tweet, a Matilda tweet. Oh, oh, oh my God. Um, also, Rob, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if there's any Matilda love out there. Robert Mitchum is in Matilda. Is in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Robert. And he's got this Mitchum. picture of Matilda sitting on it on his lap. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Mitchum is is sort of like uh, the boxing commissioner. And so he's in it more than you would think Robert Mitchum would be in this movie. Wow. So anyways. Uh, I can't wait for this. Yeah, you okay, kind of got to see. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just I just tweeted, tweeted the picture. Oh, sweet. Okay. Oh, ads. <laughs> yeah. Why that's, is there uh, ads? Anyways. What the fuck? Check out Matilda. Um. There he is. And that that's sort he's of the running a, joke like scary. It's like frightening looking. 
he's so frightening. You know what it reminds me of is the uh, the devil horse at the Denver, at Denver International Airport. <laughs> I don't think I've seen everybody's the devil heard, horse. heard of it. I don't know. The... You don't know about the the, the uh, but it's called a uh, blue something. It's this giant blue fiberglass horse with red eyes, like oh, evil geez. eyes. Oh. That's at the entrance of the Denver International Airport. And the uh, while it was being made, the uh, mm-hmm. Blue Zephyr, or whatever it's called, fell on the uh, artist and killed oh, the Lord. artist. Yeah, and uh, Blucifer, it's called. Blucifer. Blucifer. Uh, just look up fucking Blucifer. And no, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Wow. That is insane. And then they, and then they kept, <laughs> and then they kept this like 20 foot satanic fiberglass horse that murdered its creator. And it's obviously going to murder again. I mean, look at this fucking thing. Oh, why? Why? What? What is the thinking behind this? This thing is ridiculously it, terrifying. <laughs> Jesus, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. It gave me the fucking it hiccups. Is. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Blucifer will fuck you up. But uh, Matilda, it looks like a it looks like the uh, yes. maybe the yeah. inspiration. The same for eyes. Lucifer. The same eyes. The same fucking dead murder eyes. Yep. That's murder awesome. Eyes. All right, Dan, yeah. let's hear your next one. Okay. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with one of my alternates. And it's just something it's one that I, I remembered today. Um because growing up, I loved uh, any movie where Matthew Broderick was on the run. Okay, so there was two yeah. of them. There was War Games, and there was Project X. This is an Air Force plane. We can't just steal it. I do it all the time. Jimmy Garrett joined the Air Force for the challenge. Does this mean I'll be flying again soon? No, not you. Them. These are monkeys. I don't know anything about monkeys. Not just a job, it's an adventure. Matthew Broderick in Project X, rated PG. Special advanced sneak preview Saturday night. Check newspaper for showtime. Project X has some great, great monkey uh, stuff. Very cute monkey monkeys in diapers monkeys giving hugs you know awesome awesome stuff so this movie um you know it's about a kid who um basically steals uh a monkey from uh like this government agency uh that are doing tests on it and secret experiments and all this other shit um and i think who's in it helen hunt helen hunt yeah Uh, you know, uh, and they're they're on the run. And they got a monkey, and I don't know. It's just cute. It was, that was one of my favorite movies uh, when I was a kid. This cast is n- crazy. Broderick, Hunt, oh yeah, Sadler, uh, Jonathan Stark, Stephen Lang, Gene Smart, Dick Miller, Daniel Roebuck. Whoa. Jesus Christ! Yep, this is one that I saw probably a lot when I was a kid. Per Perv Poland. <laughs> did the did did Matthew Roderick's voice believe it or not? Uh, yeah, this is one I haven't seen since I was a kid either. Yeah, I remember this one? Yeah, yeah, it was, I, and it's it's something I I I like. I'm always uh, you know like once or twice a year I'm like oh I should rewatch Project X and it pops up in my head and I I haven't rewatched it. 
Jonathan Kaplan is so interesting mm-hmm. uh, because you know he's got these great exploitation movies like Truck Turner or Over the Edge, um, yep. and like you know he did that TV movie with Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, uh, what is it, Death Train to Osaka, um, mm-hmm. Night Call Nurses, White Line Fever, great Jan Vincent Michael performance, um, yeah. but then like yeah like these movies like project X and bad girls and broken down palace. And, um, God, like it's a really interesting filmography. This guy had mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, no, definitely unlawful entry. That That's a, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that for a long time either. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. Um, also when we're done going through these, I, if people have, extra movies they want to because i'm curious about these um obvious okay. ones. okay um, all, right. all right bradley let's hear another one from you uh it's a pretty obvious one phenomena jennifer is the new girl in a strange school haunted by a deadly secret and caught up in a murderous wave of terror but jennifer's got a few million close friends and she's going to need every one of them. Creepers, featuring the music of Iron Maiden and Motorhead. Rated R. And uh, that mm. is a Dario Argento movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's got some great monkey stuff in it. And a uh, fantastic scene with a monkey with a razor. It's actually an ape with a razor. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> But it's uh yeah, monkey monkey with a razor and it's fucking people up, man. And uh it, it's got uh, Jennifer Connolly in it and Donald Pleasance and uh let me find the monkey's name. Uh Suave's in it. Uh Michelle. With, uh, yeah, and uh you know what? Those motherfuckers not even including him in the cast. <laughs> Monkeys, monkeys, the, the monkey was like one of the biggest, biggest pieces of the film. Is it Tonga? Is it showing Tonga as a name? Um, uh, well, it, let's go with it. It's a, on Letterboxd. It says uh, Tonga is the actor name and I- Inga is the character name. Okay, right. So, Inga is the character. Okay. So if Inga's and, the monkey, uh, then, then it's Tonga is the actual name. Okay, well, Tonga did a, a wonderful job. Yeah. And uh, tragically, he died in a. a in Don't a say fire. God damn fire. it. God damn it. It's like, uh, like about a year after production. <laughs> he was in a trailer playing cards with four of his friends, monkey friends. <laughs> and uh, they. Yeah. And they were, uh, they were cooking popcorn. <laughs> and they set the fucking trailer on fire. So, yeah, tragedy. <sighs> tragedy. Sorry, you guys. Yeah, that's real, <laughs> real sad. A lot of dead monkeys on this episode. <laughs> yeah, but Shockman phenomena, very obvious uh, choices, but uh, the much better monkey movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, there is a uh, there's a movie I think that you like. It's an experimental film. It's a short film. It's just like. Uh, uh, camera like a set camera that's uh, uh, showing a couple 
like just going about their life. Do you know what the name of that is? I could swear you mentioned it before. No, I'm I'm ready for a setup. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are we going? No, with there's a, I know. No, no, there's no. There's no. There's no setup. This is okay. a real. <laughs> right, a, a, yes. No, yeah, I, good, that's not ringing any bells. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Anyways, there's that movie. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> a, <laughs> Um, okay. You know what? Since, since we've Bradley, you covered, um, sort of the monkey horror. I was going to mm-hmm. go with primal rage. I just watched primal rage for the first time mm. today. It's on shutter vinegar syndrome. Just put it out on blu-ray. Um, it's, it's monkey really shines is a good one too. Monkey shines. There you yeah. go. Primal rage. It's a baboon, but the baboon is in it for like the first 10 minutes. And then it, gets hit by a car really comically um <laughs> i i really like primal and it's it's a like he has a rage virus also bo svensson svensson why the fuck bo um bo svensson's in it he from uh uh um butcher baker nightmare maker oh yeah uh, oh, okay. and he he has a fabulous teeny tiny little blonde ponytail in primal rage okay so <laughs> That that's a good that's a good uh sort of I did I wanted I'll watch it just for the like if I was in the theater I almost would have walked out when the monkey got ran over but I would have stayed for the ponytail. Yeah. Oh ponytail. I was trying to get a good picture of it, but uh you know you can't do screen grabs on on uh and it's shutter. a tiny ponytail that only like pops in like a couple frames. No, it I mean it features you get it's a fe- full, it's a, like it's a it, oh yeah fully. it's a featured player yeah you get you get a lot of Svensson wow. profile with the ponytail like you know sort of like George Washington or John Adams style ponytail with the ribbon <laughs> sticking out the back oh really yeah where's my uh, hold on this is my copy of I'm Alexander excited Hamilton. I'm excited about this yeah so pr- that's not my pick though we're not talking about primal rage <laughs> we're gonna go with my original idea. Uh, which is this Marlo Thomas and Charles Grodin movie from 1977 called Thieves. I was crazy about you. You're going to love Marlo Thomas in Thieves. Running through alleys, all those alleys, halfway across town. Oh, Marty, how'd you do it? What? Get to be so boring. Marlo Thomas, Charles Grodin, Thieves. If you've ever loved someone you'll know what it's all about rated pg okay and huh. the the reason I, I i'd never heard of this but i looked up movies about teachers dan you've seen every charles groden movie i, I love charles sure. groden he's great have you seen thieves dan <laughs> no dan, no okay dan has a, dan I, have a, has I, have a weird... I have a thing with charles groden oh you don't like, like a charles weird groden. psychological thing no. yeah i, I think and i i traced it back to the great muppet caper Oh yeah. Uh, so it was like you know, I just had this thing with him in that character, and he's like, "Thieves are breathing on your neck," and that just like, <laughs> oh, oh, it just never. I've never been able to be, be right with Charles Grodin. And I'm a Grodin, Grodin. I'm a uh, a fair weather Grodin head. I love. Uh, I like Charles Grodin. Yeah. So this is yeah. uh, like I said, I'd never heard of it. I I really like Marlo Thomas. I watched. Uh, for some reason, a couple. Her. Really? <laughs> I 
Shut the fuck. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, I watched. Uh, oh fuck, I can't remember the movie or the TV show she was in in nineteen sixty six, sixty seven. Anyways, yeah. Um, it wasn't it that that girl? That girl. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> watching that on <laughs> OG when it aired. Yeah, for, yeah, first airs. Um, so uh, Marlo Thomas, Charles Grohl, and they're a married couple. They have nothing in common. He is like the dean of this uh sort of like super preppy private school where you know he's standing out front greeting all the kids in French and um and then Marlo Thomas is a teacher at an inner city school. Uh, you know, where she's like removing knives and weapons from the kids as they're walking in, but still being, you know, happy and jovial with them. Uh, so they have like nothing in common. And so they have, they get to a point where they decide we're going to separate. And so they go their separate ways for a night. And he goes across the street and uh, sleeps with this woman who's always uh, out, you know, kind of showing off her boobs out out on her balcony um and she she goes goes out with this uh other professor older guy and then you know at the end they come back together it's like okay we're actually perfect for each other um but the the characters that surround these two hector elizondo is the downstairs neighbor and he can't see he can't see them, but he's constantly talking to them and complaining okay. about certain things. And it's just the oddest performance. And halfway through, I realized this was originally a play. I was like, this oh, would be perfect on that stage. Makes sense. And so I love when, you know, something like Little Murders, uh, the, the Alan Arkin directed Little Murders, which was originally a play. It's a yeah, really strange right. movie, but it's unforgettable. Little Murders, right, right, right there, the yellow, right there. I like Alan Arkin almost as much as Charles Grodin. Right. So, anyways, great. Thieves is. You have a problem with the Arkin? <laughs> no, I love a Arkin. Problem with that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we need to remove you from this podcast, Dan? <laughs> this is only yeah. Arkin love here. Anyways, Thieves is is very interesting. Larry B. Scott. Um, you know, Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds and from Space Camp. Uh, this is his very first movie. He's he's like a 11 or 12 year old kid who's skipping out on school, uh, but is close with Marlo Thomas in the movie. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I love, you know, you're gonna hate this if you hate Charles Grodin, you're really gonna hate Thieves. So, Dan, don't watch this. Movie. Is he very gay? Is he very Grodin y? Oh, I mean, when is he not? Yeah, of course he is. I know, you know just... he's that's what I like about him. Yeah, right. Um, so, anyways, it's really interesting. I like it a lot. I, I, it, it was the teacher thing that first drew me to it, but um, it's a very uh, interesting relationship comedy drama compared to you know this the nothingness fluff of bedtime for bonzo so, right right okay um okay what, what were there other titles you guys wanted to throw out because i had a hard no, fuck time trying to figure out okay what to see with this I, immediately first thing that popped into my head and I've, i think i've always linked these two movies 
uh, bringing up baby. Okay. Oh, yeah. the oh the the uh, Cary Grant. Cary Cary Grant. Yeah. And, and Catherine mm -hmm. Hepburn. And so right. better movie. So, yeah. Oh, oh God, Jesus! <laughs> Bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most the, directed by Howard Hawks. Yeah, uh, Hepburn, Cary Grant. So I don't like, know who any of those people are, but the movie's better. <laughs> better it's, movie. too, so it's too classy I, for Bradley. In my head, uh, Bedtime for Bonzo, I had always assumed that Bedtime for Bonzo like came out like the year after Bringing a Baby. Uh, like, hey, look what they did with that leopard. Let's get uh, Ronnie Reagan out here and, and right. with a monkey. We got and, this monkey. recreate yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I had no idea that they were until, you know, watching Bedtime for Bonzo finally that they were like, uh, what, 13 years apart. But yeah, oh, shit, I had just really? always. Yeah, I had always linked these two movies in my head. Uh, you know, one being the good movie and the other being the Ronald Reagan movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then what else did I have? Uh, Every Which Way But Loose. Right. Oh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I've I've never uh, seen that's, either. That's of those. basically that uh, that Harvey Keitel monkey fucking movie <laughs> that I talked about. It's basically that. Just Good. maybe. Yeah. Better movie. There's a, he's pretty intimate with that with that monkey in that movie. That Clint Eastwood was. Yeah. Those are those are my two obvious ones. Okay. Um, that I kind of you know went past. Sure. I really thought someone else was going to do bring a baby, but like I said, maybe that's just that connection that I had. Yeah. But the other, the other thing I thought about today was like, what are my favorite movies that feature an animal? And um, uh, I, th I, th I thought about pairing the Black Stallion, even though it has absolutely nothing to do with, you know, this, this shitty monkey movie. I'm like, what's a great animal movie? Is that Black Liz Stallion is a Liz, Liz Taylor. No, no, no. This is, uh, Black um, Stallion, Francis Ford Coppola uh, movie. A yeah. beautiful movie. Oh, I love my this God. Movie. Incredible. Uh, so what year that was that? 78? Yeah, it was uh, 78, 79. Yep. Huh. And uh, uh, let's see. You haven't seen uh, the black fucking stallion, Anthony? Oh, Anthony, man. You know what? I oh, probably did. I, I'm sure we shit. watched it when I was in school, elementary school. You, yeah, you probably, or like it was on HBO a lot when we were kids. And Dan, like we didn't have any this money. We couldn't afford HBO. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Mickey Rooney's in this. Uh, all, of the, all the, the only movie time we got was... Uh, we had an uncle that was loaded and he would go to the movies all the time and he would come back and then he would just do like a kind of a, a visual representation of the film for us. <laughs> We'd sit around. Nice. We'd sit around and he'd say, okay, so this would happen. And then we yep. would all say, wow, that's, that's really cool. So we didn't have any money either, Anthony. Okay. So here's, here's the Liz Taylor horse movie. I was that's thinking of. You're thinking of National Velvet. National, also starring right. Mickey Rooney. Yeah, oh, not not even good. Right, and that's that's uh, one of the things that's sort of uh, sticky about the uh, about black black selling. I wonder if that's oh. maybe why he looked at Mickey Rooney to get uh, why he gave him that role. Yeah. You so know. one of the one of the absolute best things about the Black Stallion is the cinematography, and it's uh, Caleb Deschanel. Oh, 
uh, oh, yeah. Zoe yeah. Deschanel's uh, dad, dad. Yeah. and he this this movie is it's so fucking beautiful, and it 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 could be like one of the movies that like inspired me to uh, you know look at movies as art because you know you're you know I'm a uh, six or seven year old kid. Uh, watching this thing for the first time and there there were images of it that right. I, I re-watched this probably two or three years ago now and as I'm re-watching it I'm like yes like these are all these pictures that are stuck in my head like all these right. decades later. Right know? and it's funny these uh, as a kid you know seeing a, a movie like Black Stallion there was a I started recognizing like what a good looking movie yeah uh, what what a bit it's like uh, it was almost like a certain type of movie yeah. and uh and you know uh, movies like uh uh what, what else uh can i compare it to but it just where it just had beautiful cinematography and you know it stood out mm-hmm. you know and it's timeless yeah, that's that's what I, I would I would say. There's certain movies that sort of snuck in during the '70s that were 1970s movies that didn't feel like '70s movies. Sure, you know, and don't look like '70s movies now. If right. you look, if you watch Black Stallion, doesn't doesn't look like a 1979 movie. Right, you know, a beautiful movie. Watch it, Anthony. I will. No, I am yes. fascinated by this. I. I have this memory of sitting in, uh, I know the classroom I was sitting. I can't remember the fucking teacher, but I know the classroom. I remember watching this in maybe it was fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. Uh, but I don't really remember anything about the movie. So yeah, I do. I I do want to watch this. Cool. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. That's all we got. We good with that? Everybody have had yeah. had, your, had your say about bedtime for Bonzo? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's time to put this to bed. Finally, I've been dreading this for five seasons, and and now I can just enjoy the rest of the the podcast. You know, I got two hundred and ten movies or one hundred and ten movies to go, and every one of them a banger from here on out. Can I? Uh, can I call you? Uh, because I'm inspired by bedtime for Bond. So can I call you Papa? <laughs> no, no, you may not call me Papa. And Dan, can, can I can I call you Mama again? Can I be can I be Bonzo? <laughs> can I be your Bonzo? And can you be my uh, Mama and Papa? Oh God, oh, we gotta <laughs> we gotta stop this. Hey, uh, when are when can we maybe expect? Some more movies from hell coming from you guys. Like uh, within days. Uh, well, I don't yeah. know when this is. Uh, Th- this is coming air, out but on Sunday, just coming up this Sunday. It, it probably uh, Monday. Okay. So day after this, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, well have good. our episode so people that can we did s- with John Cribs. Oh. Yeah, on, on the sect. Uh, the sect. We're t- talking about uh, Suave's. Yeah, sect. Michelle. Cool. Yes. And then uh, we are finally getting together with our, with our one of our very good friends, uh, to talk about Michael Michael Reeves, a short career of Michael Reeves. 
who directed uh, Witchfinder General, She yeah. Beast, and uh, what was Sorcerers, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Dan? Sorcerers yeah, that was a good movie. Favorite. Yeah, it's great. Really yeah, so we have that, and then uh, we're talking. We we have a, an undisclosed uh, all star cast to talk about uh, the movie Freaked. Uh, are what you familiar with Freaked? I don't. I don't think so. What's Freaked? Yeah, what's the uh, the, the screaming? Uh, yeah. who's, who's the uh, uh, the guy who Ed did George. the? Yeah, Screen oh. Mad George. Yeah. Yeah, he did the, yeah. uh, he's a makeup artist and yep. he did the scenes in society. He's yep. worked oh, with yeah. Usna. Oh, yeah. 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 So he did this movie, uh, Freaked. Yeah, which is stars a, which... Alex Winter, directed by Alex Winter. Uh, the only uh, non Bill and Ted movie to feature Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. Oh, right. interesting. Right. So this <laughs> is kind of outside. This has uh, no prost. I don't think it has any prostitutes or junkies or junkie prostitutes, or any uh, uh, eating of people's faces or anything terrible like that. I think it's just a general kind of gross-out, feel-good, fun family film, right, yeah. Dan? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I haven't watched it in its entirety yet, so I'm excited. But it's kind of a non, it's not really movies from hell standard, I guess. We're kind of going off the. Oh, interesting. Cool. But we're going to have an all-star cast for this one. Awesome. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I got to, I'm very excited about it for some weird reason. No, that's, <laughs> uh, we, we love to be excited about things. Uh, speaking of about being excited, I'm doing the second annual Movies from Hell Film Festival. Oh, my God. <laughs> which which I which I love and I I'm so glad you did it after Dan put in the 250 or so movies that we have not entered since the last update about two years ago. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I updated yeah. it like in October. Okay. <laughs> so he's doing all right. So, so I don't know how many movies are in there now. Yeah, but I love it when you do this, like Anthony. Yeah, there was yeah. there was plenty to choose from, and uh, yeah, my I just wanted to pick movies I hadn't seen yet. And oh uh, shit, what movie said? Can you tell us? Can you tell? Uh, us? Well, sure, why not? This comes out on Sunday, and so this the festival. Here, here's the deal: I have this part time job on the weekends where I literally just sit on my butt and watch movies, and so I can I can nice. get four in on Saturday, and I can get three uh plus two shorts in on sunday so oh it's amazing so he, here's 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 the lineup for saturday okay. we're kick and these are movies keep never seen these kicking things off with pin oh motherfucker you've never yes. seen pin never seen okay. pin so this is a perfect okay follow that by funeral pray to roses okay nice. both wow. uh, both are both two are movies from hell top tens i think okay uh right, Dan? Fo- would you say? Sure. Yeah. yeah well, that's, hey, hard. that's kind that's of a weak hard. agreement, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot Pen of is. Uh, is a movie from hell. I rewatch, I rewatch uh, Moose's Moose. thing. After, after you guys, you know, when he's talking to himself, 
so fucking creepy. I love that video. I'll, oh I'll watch it probably once a week. I love that. Anyways, I okay. jerk off to it three times a week. I mean, who 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 wouldn't? Okay, so after funeral, pray to roses. I I do the visitor or the night visitor with uh, okay. Max Max okay. Uh, and then I close out Saturday with Umberto Lenzi's eyeball. Oh, oh nice. wow. Okay. Um, cause I'm going to try to watch as much <laughs> Lenzi as I can this year. Uh, Sunday we open up with, I can't believe I haven't seen this yet, but we open up with forbidden zone. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. With, uh, you know, uh, butcher Baker, nightmare maker. What's her name? Oh shit. Yep. Her villache is in that too. You're kidding me. Yeah, try to get the one that has not been digitally uh, adjusted. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, yeah. Uh, after you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's a scene that happens very early on in the film where they went back and literally they did that thing where they uh, edit it for a modern, oh, yeah. modern audience. Sure. And they did they digitally adjusted someone's face and you'll know exactly what oh, I'm geez. talking about when okay. you watch it. Yeah. Um but it's then, an inter it's an interesting film that I don't root love because it's got the uh knights of the motherfucking Oingo Boingo and uh, uh, whatever it is. Well, uh Heather Drain is a big fan of it too. She she had it, paired it with it, I love it. With uh I can't it, maybe she paired it with Rocky Horror. I think it was Rocky uh, Horror. I yeah, it makes so, anyways, sense, yeah. so I thought yeah, perfect time. Um, okay, and then I'm gonna watch a short, and then uh, the second one's gonna be a quiet place in the country. Sort of. Oh wow, oh, nice. that's a great one, that Elio P- Petrie. Yeah, and then but, I'm gonna yeah. close close everything out with autopsy. Oh wow, you're oh. gonna get, and that has uh, that has my, my lady in it, Mimsy Farmer. Yeah. Oh gosh, she's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to do this. I, you know, we, uh, o- over at the site that I write for F this movie, we do June exploitation every June. And so mm-hmm. I'm like really raring to go here. And so I'm like, I want to watch as much, much gross. That is a good, that is shit. a good slate. The only one that I haven't seen is, uh, the night visitor. We haven't all seen all these, some of them, Dan has right. seen some of I, I've seen, yeah. I have not seen the night visitor. It looks super interesting. And I heard, I can't remember if, if it was, uh, Lance and Erica on unsung whores. I think they podcasted about it and it sounds really, really crazy. So anyways, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm excited for. Um, Dan, where are you? on the internet i'm on twitter i'm at dan pullen books and mr bradley i i'm on twitter with a a bradley uh, jay cornish but i don't really do anything with that and then but uh, the movies from hell is 26 mfh pod we also have a website movies from hell we have a patreon and you have a Patreon as well, which I support. And, uh, and I everybody should that. support Anthony's Patreon. And they actually do, uh, they provide uh, material. Uh, yeah, ours is just more of like a pity Patreon. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what... <laughs> Where people know. feel that people are like, oh, look at these guys, they're trying so hard. And <laughs> and it's like, wow, look at these 
podcast kind of things they put out let's give them some money yeah so that's our patreon but occasionally we we have something on there and then uh the i think one of the coolest things we have is the watch list from hell which dan put together and uh you can get to that through our website and uh dan would how do they find that on on the uh uh, whatchamacallit on the on the webs yeah movies from hell.com no 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 the uh the uh, list what is, what's it called the letterbox, oh, the letterbox. i don't i don't the do letterbox so I always forget. oh yeah. okay yeah, yeah. so actually that's that's a good thing so my let's see what is my letterbox letterbox.com slash dirtrum okay dirt rum yeah so yeah you can uh yeah you can follow me there and you can find my little uh watch list from hell and uh i promise i'll update it soon you and you, you could join i think if, yeah, i would love it if people would join in the fun with anthony and do uh do a festival because i mean you you had some great picks last year and this year you've got some killer picks so yeah, there's but... just like non-stop uh non-stop action on that list yeah well <laughs> yeah so everybody i'll have links for all that in the show notes here for the watch list from health um the website and, and all, everything. Um, but the watch list from hell is one that honest to God, I, I go back to over and over, you know, just to find movies to watch. So um, yeah. I appreciate, you know, you guys, cause you know, we talk about it all the time. Sometimes I have to podcast about movies like bedtime for Bonzo, but more often than not, <laughs> I like watching the movies that, you know, we talk about over on, on your side right. of things more. Right. So, uh, so and the, I think that was the problem with Bedtime for Bonzo is I think one of the reasons why we like a lot of these weird and fucked up movies is because they're very interesting. There's a lot of interesting things to talk about. Bedtime for Bonzo, there's like uh, maybe three things. Right. Yeah. It's and, just... and, and, and and two of them had to do with like uh, animals dying tragically in fires. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, you can find this show on, on, uh, where am I? Twitter and Instagram at cult movies pod. Uh, you can find me. My name is Anthony King. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and letterbox at AK Donnelly. That's a K D O N E L L Y. Uh, head on over to F every Friday. Check out my column notes on film, um, where it's, it's a film journal. And then sometimes I bitch about stuff. And uh, and then over on patreon.com backslash cult movies podcast every every you know couple weeks, Kristen and I put something out. Um, and everybody, something uh, good, something well, you know, we try. I, I love listening to uh, you, you guys doing your your uh, show together. We uh, and, yeah. and the other and that other fella that comes on every once in a while. That other fella, I don't know that other fella. Isn't uh, what's his name come on the show every once in a while? Vinny, Vinny, yeah, Vinny, no, not anymore. I thought that, that yeah, but he used to, yeah, he used to, yeah, with you. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've got, I don't know, almost 30, I think, episodes over there, which or is on Patreon, yeah, Patreon. So, anyways, nice. um, we're back next week with Rebel Without a Cause. Um, keeping things classy here with Carmelita Valdez, and I think Kristen should be back for that episode. Is that on the uh, 
Is that in the second book or the first book? It's in the first book. Yep. Okay, you're still going book. through the first book. Yep. Yeah, we're okay. gonna wrap up the first book uh, this this season. So we've got like ten more episodes, ten more movies, and we're done. Well, you're getting some big three. ones. The Pink Flamingos episode was a huge one. Yeah, there's you know certain ones I can't believe it's taken this long to get to, but um, you know, like Bedtime for Bonzo, I was sure that was gonna be the first one out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tanya, we're done. We don't have to do that shit anymore. I'm I'm happy. We're no oh more my god, it's checked out the list. Yeah. Wow. Impressive. All done forever. Yeah. And then and then we get to you know I'm gonna combine books two and three. Uh, mm-hmm. for starting oh, really? next season. But yeah, we get, you know, stuff like really interesting. Massacre at Central High, Altered States, uh, Taxi nice. Driver, uh, Liquid Sky, which I hate, but it'll be interesting to talk about. Oh my God, Dan! <laughs> Dan! He hates Liquid Sky. Bradley hates Liquid Sky. I hate Liquid oh, Sky. Oh, hey! Perfect, yeah. Yeah. Blue, Blue Velvet, fly. you know, we'll, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's lots of really interesting stuff coming up uh, starting next season. Not saying everybody still listen to this. I yeah. met that hates Liquid Sky. So oh, I can't like stand it. Oh. More Anthony, it's, it's terrible. We love you guys to bits here over at Cult Movies Podcast. Thanks for doing this, guys. All Thank right. you for Thank having you. us. We love you to bits, man. I can't wait to have you on again. Uh, our our less esteemed uh, program. Less esteemed, my butt, please. Oh. <laughs>